Welcome to Jen's Lore Corner, a podcast focused on the lore in the Diablo series of video games. Jen, and you are listening to Jen's Lore Corner. This is episode number 17, and it is about the prime evils and lesser evils. The lore of the Diablo series of video games and books makes it clear that there are demons that originate in the Burning Hells. While many are minions, there are seven of them that are noteworthy. The three prime evils and the four lesser evils are constantly battling with each other in an effort to take over more land and minions. Each one wants to become the most powerful lord of the Burning Hells. Here is a brief look at who each of these very important demons are. There are two easy ways to learn about the prime evils and lesser evils. One way is to read the early portions of the Book of Cain. The other is to pick up the journals narrated by Deckard Cain as you travel through the story mode of Diablo 3. There is a journal in Diablo 3 titled The Seven Lords of Hell. It is narrated by Deckard Cain. It says, It is with some reluctance that I write on the seven lords of hell, for they are the greatest of the demons, and even whispering their names seems to poison the air around me. They are divided into the lesser evils, Belial, Asmodon, Duriel, and Andariel, and the prime evils, Mephisto, Baal, and Diablo. I'll start with the lesser evils. Duriel, the Lord of Pain, is said to be the, quote, brother of Andariel, the Maiden of Anguish. The two might be twins, or siblings, but even if they aren't actually related to each other, what one does pairs nicely with the work of the other. In the Book of Cain, it says that Duriel is the brother of Andariel. He is also known as the Maggot King because his body resembles that of a giant maggot. He loves to torture those who end up in his lair and will start to torture himself if there is no one else around. Duriel is described by Deckard Cain in an in-game journal titled Duriel, the Lord of Pain. It says, Duriel is the twin of Andariel. I believe that they conspired together to assist Diablo in releasing Mephisto and Baal, though they had both supported the lesser evils in the past. The Lord of Pain was found guarding Baal's prison, the tomb of Talrasha, when he was slain by heroes. Episode number five of Jen's Lore Corner has more information about Duriel. Andariel, the Maiden of Anguish, is described in the Book of Cain as the so-called twin of Duriel. So there's a little bit of confusion here. We have the journal in Diablo 3 about Duriel saying he is the twin of Andariel. But then when we get to the Book of Cain, it says that Andariel is the so-called twin. So are they twins or are they not twins? I don't know. They might be siblings. They might be neither. It might just be that, as it says in the Book of Cain, their work kind of goes together. So anyway, um, Andariel is the only female lesser evil. She enjoys causing emotional agony, which she considers to be more pure than physical pain. The Book of Cain says that Andariel sustains herself on the anguish of others. 
as such she cannot stand being isolated. Those who become victims of Andariel can become so damaged by feelings of guilt, regret, and self-loathing that they willingly hand themselves over to Duriel. Never to return. No one escapes from Duriel's lair. The journal about Andariel in Diablo III is also narrated by Deckard Cain. It says, Andariel was the only female evil. She aided the lesser evils for many years, but eventually she lost her faith in their plots. Two decades ago, she chose to help Diablo during his resurgence and seized the citadel of the sightless eye. Ultimately, she perished at the hands of brave heroes. And you're going to notice that all of the journals, or many of the journals I'm referencing in this episode, mention this happened 20 years ago. And there's a reason for that. These journals were created specifically for Diablo III, the original game. And the storyline in that takes place 20 years after the previous game and explains why Leah is about 20 years old. And so there's a lot of reference to everything before this game happened about 20 years ago, and that shows up in the journals. Episode 4 of Jen's Lore Corner has more information about Andariel. Moving on to the rest of the lesser evils, Asmodon is the Lord of Sin. The Book of Cain says that Asmodon is a clever manipulator who trades in vice and corruption. He is passionate and plotting, both to very dangerous degrees. He is by far the most charismatic and seductive of all the evils. Now, if you've played through enough of Diablo III to encounter a battle with Asmodon, that description of being charismatic and seductive may sound strange. Asmodon is rotund, has legs that sort of look like they belong on a scorpion, and too many eyes. I'm going to assume that some demons find those characteristics to be hot. The voice actor who plays Asmodon in Diablo III is David Sobolov. The voice he gave to Asmodon is very charismatic. This is especially noticeable when players pick up journals where Asmodon is narrating a letter that he sent to Cydea. That's one of the two spider ladies in the game. It's the one that has at least some humanoid appearance, not the one that actually looks like a giant spider. In any case, the contrast, in my opinion, between the physical character of Asmodon and who he is as a... I want to say person? Should I say demon? Anyway, who he is contrasts so much with the voice that he was given that it's just kind of like that weird, like, uncanny valley sort of thing, or just kind of icky overall. In any case, um, back to more about what the Book of Cain says about Asmodon. It says that Asmodon's lair in the Burning Hells is the most densely populated. It is described as, quote, a warped arena of myriad sins, both great joy and despair, a place where garish perversions are indulged to the extreme, end quote. An in-game journal titled Asmodon, the Lord of Sin is also narrated by Deckard Cain. It says, The Valoris Manuscript lists Asmodon as the best battlefield commander of all demons. Having defeated the angels many times in the eternal conflict across Pandemonium and the prime evils in the demonic civil war. If the Lord of Sin ever assaults our realm, we truly have much to fear. Now, I don't know what the Valoris manuscript is. I tried looking it up on uh, other you know, websites online, such as Diablo Wiki, which is a really good source for lore, and also through the Book of Cain, I couldn't find anything about it. So if there is something important about that, I've missed it. I'll find it someday if it's a big deal. 
the other interesting thing about this particular journal is if you play through story mode, which originally that's all you had in Diablo before Reaper of Souls, um, you'd find this journal about Asmodon somewhere in Act 2, and it would be before you actually get into the battle with Asmodon. So this thing that Deckard Cain has written and is narrating to the player about if, you know, the Lord of Sin ever assaults our realm, we truly have much to fear. Well, Asmodon was already there. We don't know exactly when Deckard Cain was writing these journals that he dropped all over Sanctuary, but it must have been before the player character, whichever class you chose, fights Asmodon, and then suddenly all the townspeople everywhere know exactly what you've done. Belial is the Lord of Lies. In the Book of Cain, he is described as a trickster and a master deceiver. The part about Belial goes on to say, quote, Belial advocates the notion that perception is reality. It is his sole purpose to dominate reality. He does not lie for the sake of lying. Rather, he deceives with the overall intent of controlling others' perceptions of what is real. End quote. Belial lives for that moment when his victim realizes that they have been deceived. He enjoys watching the victim express the shock of having been betrayed. In the Book of Cain, Deckard Cain cites his sources and indicates that if you walked into Belial's lair, it would appear to be a paradise. But then you find that the fruit that looked good to eat was rotten inside, there are sudden drop-offs that lead to bottomless pits, it's a place of illusion where nothing is as good as it first appeared to be. Players can find an in-game journal in Diablo 3 titled Belial the Lord of Lies. It is narrated by Deckard Cain, as you might expect, just like the rest of them. It says, Belial, Lord of Lies, is the most elusive of the seven evils, and is a master of deceit. It is said that he manipulated Asmodon into revolt against the prime evils. This began the Burning Hell's civil war, which ended with the dark exile of the prime evils to our mortal realm. Players discover that the child emperor Hakan II is really Belial in disguise, how that happened is a story for another time. It becomes obvious when you fight Belial, and he eventually turns into his final form. Let's move on to the prime evils. There are three of them. Mephisto is the Lord of Hatred. The Book of Cain says, quote, To Mephisto, hatred is a tool, one that he wields with the utmost precision. The Lord of Hatred despises all, but he loathes angels above all else. And so the inhabitants of Sanctuary are seen by him as weapons to be forged in his likeness, to be aimed one day at the high heavens, end quote. It also says that Mephisto is, quote, adept at playing his brothers against each other. Diablo and Baal chafe at his manipulations, but more often than not they comply, most likely because Mephisto provides them with ample opportunities to pursue their ambitions. Mephisto has a son named Lucian and a daughter named Lilith. Both of his children are demons. Mephisto hates them, too. There is a journal in Diablo III titled Mephisto, Lord of Hatred. It is, of course, narrated by Deckard Cain. It says, The evil of Mephisto, Lord of Hatred, was so pervasive that even after he had been defeated and entombed in a soul stone, his demonic essence oozed upward into Travancall and corrupted the Zacharum priests. Though he fell to the same heroes who killed his brothers, 
I fear for us should he ever return. Torbalos, known as Baal, is the Lord of Destruction. According to the Book of Cain, Baal, quote, revels in the utter annihilation of not only the world around him, but also all those who inhabit it, end quote. Baal never gets tired of the internal conflict between the demons and the angels, mostly because it gives him plenty of opportunity for destruction. He uses both strategy and deception to achieve his goals. The Book of Cain also says, quote, by all accounts, Baal's realm in the Burning Hells is a frenzy of constant destruction, wherein he breeds demons only for the sheer gratification of destroying them. It is said that he has built some of the mightiest structures in the Hells, perfect bastions of impenetrable strength, only to see them pulverized in unique and different ways." End quote. Bale's Realm of Destruction is where the Hellforge is located. Great weapons are forged within it. Hellforged weapons are infused with the elements of the Lords of Hell. In other words, Bale's Realm is constantly fluctuating between creation and destruction. Players can find a journal titled Bale, the Lord of Destruction in Diablo 3. It is, of course, narrated by Deckard Cain. It says, Baal was the most brash and reckless of the prime evils. After the Dark Exile, he was contained within the Haradrim Tal Rasha and entombed. Centuries later, Diablo freed Baal, who then corrupted the World Stone to devastating effect for the barbarians who lived near Mount Ariat. The heroes killed Baal shortly afterward. And this brings us to Diablo, also called Al Diabolos. He is the youngest of the three greater evils. He is the Lord of Terror, and his realm is called the Realm of Terror. The Book of Cain has a lot to say about Diablo. Quote, Diablo is calm, cunning, and patient, and best understood when we view all his actions as attempts to instill terror in those around him. Consider the components of terror, a mix of fear, shock, and utter hopelessness. Perhaps Diablo's most insidious power is the ability to cast his influence deep in the minds of his victims and latch upon their greatest, most crippling fears, then to apply that knowledge and, in doing so, use a person's own worst fears against them." End quote. Diablo sees himself as an artist of terror. He knows that conquest comes when enemies panic and turn their backs to their fears rather than face them. But Diablo doesn't acquire satisfaction from the conquest itself. Instead, he feeds on the terror that precedes the conquest. The fear a victim feels is, to Diablo, a greater reward than the pain they suffer when actually tortured. And that kind of brings us back around to Duriel. There is an in-game journal called Diablo, the Lord of Terror. It also is narrated by Deckard Cain. It says, Diablo was the youngest of the prime evils, but I found him the most dangerous, for his power over terror left him incapable of feeling fear. Though he had easily possessed and corrupted many humans, Diablo's essence was finally trapped in a soul stone and banished to the unfathomable abyss 
20 years ago. And that's that 20 years that was established so frequently in the original Diablo 3 version of the game, before Reaper of Souls. This brings us to the end of this episode of Jen's Lore Corner. Find more episodes on Book of Jen at bookofjen.net. <laughs>